Well, it's been a busy 24 hours. Um, We're still going to start, though, with a recap of the Illinois game. Or, I'm sorry, the Purdue game. Um, actually missed the first half of it, but when I caught the second half, uh, no, it, it, it's kind of tough to describe. We looked, it's like everything we thought that would maybe look good did look good, at least from my perspective. And then the stuff that might look bad still kind of looked bad. Spence, what, what were your thoughts about Friday's game overall? Um, I think that you just, you know, hit the, you know, I just think you nailed it right there. Um, yeah. you know, offensively, we started the game kicking. It was a great first drive, I thought. Um, but defensively, we we start, you know, we showed our flaws and everything. Especially, just kind of, it seemed like we let them handle the game towards the end of the game and in the fourth quarter. Um, it just felt like we were just giving them too much towards yeah. the end, especially. I know, like throughout the game, like it was pretty you know, a fight back and forth, but. I mean, they had control of the game until the end, and I'm sure we'll get into that last yeah. drive and everything. But um, it was in Purdue's control, it seemed like, you know, that last yeah. drive and kind of towards the end of the game. But what we held mean? on. But finish your thought. Yeah, I just was going to say we held on. We got the win. I'm happy about it. Definitely needs to be improvement. But, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to add – what what really bothered me the most about this game, we got the win. For anyone that didn't see it, we won 34-31. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to over-complain. We did pick, Spencer, you talked me into picking the Gophers, and I did. Um, yep. I, I think I picked us 31-30. So it's close, mm-hmm. but not quite as close to my prediction. I said but anyway. 35-17, and we got 34, but Purdue got yeah. 31. <laughs> so I was a little off there. It, what well, what they did, what helped us, I feel like. I mean, don't get me wrong; it worked for for a large part. Um, they threw the ball heavily, though, and I feel like that just gave us just enough chances, and it did give us yeah. just enough chances to to win the game. And I mean, we picked it off, and that was basically, you know, that was really the only difference I feel like as far as offense versus offense goes, kind of back and forth between the two of them. But I know right. we forced the punt, but that that pick is really what. Yeah, that sealed the deal there. Yeah. Um, to be honest, their running back Horvath or Horvath, um, he was kind of his attempts. He averaged six point eight yards per per carry, and he yeah. only had ten attempts. I'm surprised they didn't kind of go with him a little more. I know, and because um, he was running the ball on us really well, and they could have probably kind of ate up more time and kind of beat up our defense along the way and kind of mixed up some play action there. I know they're pass yeah. heavy, but yeah, I am kind of glad that they just kind of relied on the by the air. But man, that Rondell Moore, man, he can play. He was just uh, just should have just kept giving him the exactly. ball because because we never really had an answer for him. No, I'm surprised he didn't get surprised he didn't get more just straight handoffs or sweeps. Right, they ran a couple jet sweeps and like little quick passes to him, and I felt like like 99 percent of the time we did not have an answer for it, but it hey. hurt every time he went in motion. I'm just thinking to myself, getting the ball on the jet sweep. He's getting the ball. Try to be made there. Could, right. Like, well, and we're, we're just going to live with this play right. happening on us, and it it just kept working. I just that was that we didn't have. He might be. Him. I got to 
maybe I think he might be like strictly straight up receiver. He might be the best in the Big Ten, and that is no disrespect to Bateman or mm-hmm. you know the the great wideouts at Indiana and Ohio State. Bell might be like I could see him being the best. NFL just strictly receiver guy out of this Big Ten bunch. I mean, the Big Ten's deep at receiver this year, but I mean, those two touchdown catches he had, mm-hmm. or at least the the one was so well contested, but it didn't matter. They just threw him a fade, and he just went up and got it pretty easily, even though our guy's yeah. right there all over him. I can't remember who was on the coverage, but uh, I thought the coverage was actually pretty decent. He just went up and made a play. And, you know, I was just going to touch on that, too, after you brought him up. He goes up and gets the ball. That's something that I wish Bateman kind of did a little bit more. Um, he gets he gets up and gets the ball. You know, he fights for it. And yeah. He was, a, he was a good, you know, he was obviously the, probably, aside from Moore, he was the best player, I think, on their team. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, they really do have some great weapons offensively. Yeah. We somehow just kind of held on. Um, I think Brom would kind of say otherwise. <laughs> you know, but, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, I think that is. I have something to say about that too. Yeah, I think yeah, that whole I, thing is re- ridiculous with how it was yeah, being portrayed. But um, I agree. If I was just going to kind of not nitpick, but because these are real complaints. Number one, you know, they had to start their backup quarterback, and he went thirty-five yeah. for forty-two. <laughs> I he mean, did well. He looked like their starting quarterback. I know, I know. So I'm not trying to like take too much away from him, but it, it's just it's frustrating when a backup can step in. And for the longest time, he only had two incompletions throughout the game. It wasn't until yeah. that last stretch where he kind of had to like maybe force some throws. Not as much as he did on that last one, but you know they were throwing yeah. it every time to get to get the ball down there quick, but. Mm-hmm. So he had a good game, but I just yeah, that's frustrating and just kind of speaks to the defense how they're playing right now, where the backup steps in and does as well. The other thing I'm gonna say, and I I mean I complained about it while it was happening, is PJ he like half learned his lesson from the Maryland oh, game. Man. Tell me about it. The fourth down going for it both times, I have no problem with. I have a problem with our last seven plays on offense not even including the kneels. So like when we were actually trying to run out the clock or all run plays, we went exactly. run, 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 punt, run, 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 turnover on downs. He went too yeah. conservative again. Again, mm-hmm. he went too conservative. And I know it sounds stupid calling it conservative when, you know, he went for it on fourth down, but it's just like, mix it up. You've been running the right. ball well on these guys again. Now, granted, it was, you know, only 130 yards rushing, um, which is low for us compared to our other games. But still, like, come on, like a play action to a tight yeah. end is going to be open if you run that on first or second Easy. down. Even a gain of three, four yards, that's all you need. And I know. <laughs> you're right, though. I Exactly. He did go for on third or fourth down there, but it is playing a little too conservative there. I mean... I don't know if he just trusts our running game and our, our line to just make it happen every time, or if he just doesn't trust us going to the air, or if it's just a coaching faulty of his. I really don't know. But, yeah, you I would mean, think that, you know, it, and you're exactly right. All of that, that stretch was all run. No play action pass. Even, like, the, the little slants that we do all game long, we didn't even put that in, you know, to the to try out. And, I don't know, but 
gosh, it just it just gives them an opportunity, and they had it, you know, to yeah to to score and go up in the game. And um, I hope that you know he learns from it. It just there's a time yeah. and place for that kind of football, and I, I don't think that it was warranted there. You're up yeah. by two scores. I mean, by all means, I guess, right? Right. But if you're if it's a neck and neck game, they score it. You know, get a field goal, it's tied. If they score a touchdown, you know, we're down. I mean, we gotta yeah. you gotta do something to prevent that. And obviously, you gotta know that our defense. He has to know that our defense really isn't capable of making a stop. So right. I really don't get why why that is a thought process. Yeah, I know. Right. Like, so it's, it's like halfway there. Like he already knows he's going to go for it on fourth and short because he doesn't trust the defense, but at the same time, he's not going to throw it because exactly. we're going to try and be all like ultra conservative. I just, it's like, just go, go all in PJ, go all in. That was really mm-hmm. infuriating to me. And I really thought it was going to lose us the game again. Cause yeah. I mean, they're stacking the box again on those run plays and right. you, you have know cr- it's coming. Yeah, you have Chris Ottman Bell, who had five catches, 129 yards, all at that point, by the way, because we just ran mm-hmm. the ball at the end. And you have Rashad yeah. Bateman on the other one. You really can't trust one of those guys to get open in one-on-one coverage? Right, exactly. I, I just, uh, it's so frustrating to me. You could even say the same thing for Jackson. I mean, you have three receivers that can try and get open. Yeah. You know, uh, obviously, Bell and Bateman are the top two choices, but it's just a little... Like I said, dumbfounding. And, you know, yeah. from a coaching perspective, Max always says this, you know, and based off of PJ, you know, we're 1-0 in the Purdue championship, championship yeah. season or whatever. Well, if you have that mentality, why don't you play like it's a championship? You know what I mean? Ooh, I like to win that. The game. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Don't play so conservative that you're, you know, you're going to let them try and, and win the game. No, you got to go for it and win the game. If you're going to have that mentality, you got to take it from them because they're going to take it from us if we don't. So I completely agree. Yeah. Like, like I said, got a good win. Um, I don't think many people thought that we would. I think ourselves <laughs> really <laughs> didn't think so either. But I will say it was a great win. So. Yeah. We just kind of have Purdue's numbers at the bank right yeah. now. I don't, I don't think they have a win in TCF yet. I believe Since was the two, yeah they the last win in Minneapolis was 2007 wow yeah so we got yeah you're right we have their number if so. let's let's get into what everyone's talking about when it came to this game the pass interference call offensive pass interference call yeah tell me about your thoughts on it just break okay. it down for me Kurt so here's like if I'll be honest if I may if if the roles were flipped yeah I'm I'm upset that they threw the flag but I can't believe the amount of outrage over the call. Like, I would be ticked, but you can clearly see what the ref is looking at. He fully extends his arm off the DB, gets separation, and then catches the touchdown pass, like, a second mm-hmm. later when he's when he's open. I'm not, I'm not saying, like I said, if it was called against the Gophers, yeah, I'm probably not happy about it, like, but I, I never have been of that mindset that you can't make that call in that situation because that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I've never bought into that mindset at all. If it's a foul, it's a foul. You make that call mm-hmm. no matter what time the game is. Now, you should call the game consistently, right? Like, like right. that. what happened on that play, I will say, you can probably call not on every play, but a lot more plays than, you know, I'm, I'm sure that happened 
on other plays in the game that weren't called. I'll say that. Sure. But I, I've never been of that mindset that, you know, the fourth quarter when it's done, you just got to let them play it out. It's like, well, no, if it's a foul, you call it because that's how the whole game's been called. And a touchdown that gets called back in the first quarter is worth just as much a touchdown that gets called back in the fourth quarter. They're both worth the same amount of points. Right. Everyone just remembers the last one. And what nobody's talking about, here's why I really, bottom line, why I do not, do not feel bad for them at all. The, uh, the defensive pass interference on us, two drives before that led to their oh, touchdown, I... was a thousand times worse of a call and than the OPI. And it's that, that call was so much worse than this one. And everyone's just freaking about this one because it was going to be on the last, you know, drive of the mm-hmm. game for Purdue to potentially win it. So I PA was, or PI, I'm sorry, that was game changing. That defense pass interference, we could have stopped them there, I think. So, I know. That was ridiculous. I'm glad that the refs threw the flag there at the end for that exact reason. At least there was consistency, I guess, but yeah, that was yeah. abysmal. That was abysmal. It was terrible, and no one talks about that call. And the Gophers, let's be honest, the Gophers never get a call at home. They almost never oh, get a call. And I know everyone listening to be like, typical Gopher homers, but no, we almost never get the call. Look at the targeting that got picked up against Iowa when we had just got yeah. called for the targeting on a weak targeting call before. Like, it, it just doesn't happen to us. Yeah. So, no, I have zero sympathy, especially because they had 50 seconds and a timeout left after that. And the next play, yep. he just chucks it up into coverage. No, it and wasn't it was like... First, it was down, too. Yeah, I don't... Er, I don't know, but it wasn't fourth down. It wasn't no. where he had to just heave it up there. And they weren't even like from... It wasn't like a Hail Mary at the end of the game. They had plenty of time to do something. So, no, their tears are delicious to me at this point. I enjoy right. everyone crying over this game. Boo freaking who. You lost. You lost. Mm-hmm. How many opportunities did Purdue have that game and they lost? That, you know what, Kurt, and that was kind of what I was going to get into. Um, Purdue, yes, I understand. Like, I was kind of going to break it down just like you did. Um, we had, you know, if it was, our, you know, if if we were on offense and that happened, I would be upset obviously because you know i'm emotional like that that's obviously yeah. something that you know you're gonna complain about it's controversial you know whatever yeah. but like you said too that defensive when we were on defense that pa call was so horrendous yeah. that i feel like it's justified there and if you're a purdue fan go ahead and watch that because it literally made no sense whatsoever oh. i think more so at least in the replay to me, Kurt, I don't know if you would agree with this. You kind of do see that push-off separation that's made yeah. like a little bit there. I, I think that you could call that either way. And yeah, it may be a little soft, but you see that slight push-off that creates that separation. Well, so, and you can see in that camera shot, too, where you see the push-off, that what right. the ref is looking at, and he instantly throws the flag. It wasn't so, like, it wasn't like flag at the end out. when he caught it. Exactly. Was, he threw it instantly in it ha- when it happened. And you know what? From his angle, who knows? It probably looked like, a, you know, a bigger push off than, you well, know. The, the camera angles looked like crap anyway. There was only right. one that really showed what happened. And it was like from the opposite side of the field almost. I don't know and what was going on. It seemed like from his view, too, he probably saw some at, some some pretty big separation from when he extended his arm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Based off where he was standing. Yeah. But I mean, regardless from that, it was first down. Okay. 
So now what? It's it's first and and fifteen because it's or is it first? Oh, you're right. It's a redo of first down. Yeah, yeah. It's a replay of first. You get a PA. Okay, you're Purdue. You're against a Minnesota offense. The reason why you lose this game is because Plummer throws a pick, a bad ball into coverage, and he and we pick it off. We seal the deal. Yep. You have four plays to just get a first down. Not even get in the end zone. You had four plays to get a first down. And the next play after that PA, you throw a pick. Now, while, I can't, I can't while you're in field goal territory, too. Exactly, to tie the game. So if you're a quarterback, if you're a plumber, yes, like we were talking about, this is his you know, first start, I think, right? Um, I think so. Yeah, so he's, you know, obviously it's, it's nerve-wracking, I'm sure, you know, just trying yeah. to win the game. But he didn't need to force a ball down the field like that. Hell, they yeah. could have ran the football. They could have given a jet sweep to Rondell Moore, and he could have got four or five yards, and they would have been in good, solid situation. Yeah. Um, I know they would have ran down the clock a little bit, but, I mean, all you need is a field goal to go to OT. And if I'm a fan, even a Gopher fan, if, if I'm just a fan watching a football game, I'm thinking to myself, Purdue's got this because the Gophers can't stop anything right now. But I, it's hard for me It's hard for me to feel bad for the Purdue fans when I now, don't, you know, to to do something to even tie. I mean, I just can't feel bad for them. It was a pick, and I was back and forth, and yeah. I, I've been yeah, trying to get <laughs> but uh, but Chris Altman Bell was awesome again. Yep, um, Bateman was good. He made he made like two really hard catches, but then he mm-hmm. dropped some too. I was like, dude, he come did. On. He had some drops, but the one that sticks out the most was that one deep ball that he kind of turned his back shoulder and caught it in the crater yeah. back there. That was a great catch. That was amazing. That was a really um, nice catch. Very good catch, Bateman there. Um, but Ottman Bell, he had a game, and it was so great to see. You know, it was basically the Bell Bateman show. Um, and I know Jackson yeah. had two receptions as well, but it was their show and they had a great game. Tanner didn't throw for any touchdowns, but I mean, he, he completed 15 of his 22 attempts. Yeah. It was very efficient. Yards. Yeah, exactly. Mo, Shots Mo. down the field. Shots yeah, down the field. Exactly. And, and like I said, like we were saying last week, we needed to throw in a little wrinkles, you know, here and there. And it seemed like we did. It seemed like we were running the ball, passing the ball, especially our first drive. I know you didn't get a look at that, Kurt. I don't know yeah. if you, you saw it, but, I mean, yeah, it just seemed like we, we, you know, were really trying to just take control of the game while we were on offense. And that's kind of like what I saw last year with us. It just seemed like things were flowing in our direction on offense. So I'm I mean, pretty impressed offensively. Yeah, we, we – we're asking for deeper shots down the field. Look at this. If you just go down our stat line for receivers, look at their everyone's longest catch. Chris Hoppen Bell had a 42-yard reception. Rashad Bateman, 39-yard reception. Mm-hmm. Jackson had a 19-yard re- reception. Seth Green has one catch with 20 yards downfield. Jacob Boston. Yeah, he took a shot, but he held yeah. on. That was nice to see. I And if he's going to do that, I'd love to use Green because he's a bigger body. If we can't get the tight end involved, use Green yeah. down the middle of the field, that would totally be worth it. Exactly. Uh, Paulson had a 19-yard catch. So, I I mean, yeah, it, it just – we used guys down the field like last year and just let them go make the plays. You know, because we've right. been harping on this over and over and over again. 
Last year, it felt like we didn't dial up plays for specific receivers. It just happened. And it Johnson, just naturally. And Johnson and Bateman. And a lot of times, Oppen Bell got his fair share, too. Like, go back mm-hmm. to the Penn State game. He had some big receptions yeah, in that one also. He got a touchdown, too. Yeah. Oh. So it just all felt a lot more natural this year. And it felt like the yeah. passing game really got back to that, which yeah, is good. Yeah. Because I was going to lead into, oh, hello, Max. That's not what I was leading Maxwell, into. Well, Kurt, you, you kind of were touching on something that I wanted to 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 kind of. I was just going to get into it. Um, get into a little more. But Max. The news, go ahead, Max. <laughs> Hello? Maxwell? Oh, sorry. Oh, no. No, you're good. What's up, man? Not much. Sorry I'm late. No, no you're no. good. Um, We just kind of went through the whole Purdue game. And I was just about to reveal to everyone the news that everyone already knows is Bateman is gone again. Um, <laughs> and it yeah. seems like for for sure this time. Oh, yeah, definitely. They're not going to yeah. let him. If he tried to come back now, the Big Ten would be like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> you no. Um, and hey, I, I'm really not overall. The only thing that bothers me about it is it's just the, the flip-flop of it all, right? He opted exactly. out before the season started. It's like, you know, it is what it is. It sucks, but okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And he figured out we were going to have a season. He's like, no, I want to be in here. I want to be with my team. You know, let's let's go. It's like, all right, he's back. Let's do this. Now, <laughs> he said, he said, you know, because COVID and the game got pushed back, he just wants to focus on his NFL future. And it's like, well, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I, but I just, I mean, I, the lack of, thought or and not even i this isn't necessarily on bayman i just really worry i hope he's got the right people around him giving him good information going forward because right because this is all stuff that should have been very seen have to happen ahead of time you know what i mean i mean you should have known this was going to be a Mm -hmm. strong possibility of happening at some point this season and so if it i mean maybe it really is just all an excuse and i'm not trying to i hope it's not because i feel like this comes across a little bit maybe more selfishly and I don't think Bateman really is but you know it, if it really isn't for the reasons he listed then it just kind of seems like oh we're not really doing great this year so I'm actually not gonna like put more time in here you know what I mean yeah it just doesn't I'm look be great probably a little more harsh on on this on him to be honest with you and granted I don't think that uh, how should I say this I don't think that he, I don't want to say that he's being selfish, but I can't say this without making it seem like it, I guess. I mean, if we had won most of, a majority of our games this year, would he have opted out at this point in the time? I, I don't think so. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm kind of of the mindset of the back and forth, Kurt, just like you said. If you opted out at the beginning and you remain that way, I can't, I can't dog you on it. I can't blame you for that so be it. But being a player, especially in the Big Ten with these crazy rules that they have enforced, you have to realize, especially after seeing this already out of Wisconsin and Maryland, they missed a couple games too, I believe. Um, You have to know that at any any moment your game could get canceled. You have to know that going into the season. So if you're Bateman and you're going to say that, well, we're not playing these games as much, so and this COVID is outbreaking, so therefore I'm just not gonna gonna play. I'm gonna focus on the NFL. 
Well, yeah. that's essentially what you were telling us at the very beginning. So what what changed all of a sudden to make you come back and then suddenly say that I'm going to focus on the NFL? You know, I'm all about kids wanting to to pursue their dream, the main dream. You play college football, you know, you either love it or you want to go to the NFL or both. You know what I mean? Most kids yeah. at the D1 level, they're looking to go to the NFL, I would think. Yeah. Um, so I can't blame him for wanting to go to the NFL, but at the same time, I'm like, why would you do this back and forth stuff? It it really seems like it from the outside perspective that we're not having that great of a season. You're not going to finish it out. And I guess COVID is kind of like that, that cushion where you can kind of make it justified, you know? The thing about the COVID thing, I'm just going to say this really quick. I, I, I don't care if he just said, you know, I just wish he wanted to bring in the COVID thing because it looks like, to what to me anyway then that he's just bringing in an extra excuse to kind of right. you know not make him look as bad because he's already admitted that he's already had it way back in summer mm-hmm. so the whole COVID thing besides you know delaying games being played or canceling games for him it's really not a factor for him I just wish I don't know maybe I'm just I don't know too picky don't, on that point but yeah I know he yeah. I think he said before that he has asthma which i think is why he was concerned about it before but like you said it's kind of like okay if you're gonna opt in then you kind of you knew that this was a possibility of happening exactly Um, so yeah it's it's weird i mean i wish the best for him i wish he would have stuck around but i guess my other thought too was kind of like with the way the season was going could it have been possible that he was just going to play up until the wisconsin game and then kind of just opt out at that point just to kind of play through the axe and then if we weren't going to go anywhere anyways, maybe it was just going to be done after that, which I wouldn't like that either, but oh. I don't know. I mean, I, thought. I would hope not. Um, Look at Rondale Moore. He just came back last week to play. Right. right. <laughs> like, I, that's, that tells me passion. You want to play football. That's, that, that just, that's what that says to me. I don't battled know. Battled through an injury to play and was sensational. And probably the toughest season there has been in caught well i don't know there's been wars in the but you know what i mean like right right as far yeah. as kids trying to get tape on you know tape out there for nfl like here's i mean the bottom line this makes it so frustrating is like if we look at it bateman he came back I'm not trying to be over harsh and be all like oh that hurt fan that he's leaving but i mean he came back he put on like some okay film i don't think he boosted his stock with anything he showed this year i mean he kind of had some drops i mean he made some nice catches too so i mean it's kind of like a mixed bag it's like all right yeah he is i feel like we already know what he is and then so so he i don't know and then he's just taking away from reps from people that would are now going to be like the starters yeah i don't know it's just frustrating i wish he would have just made a decision and stuck with it but of course, I'm going to be rooting for him in the NFL and oh, all of his future and all that stuff. And he was great. He was a great gopher receiver. I can't put him above um, Tyler Jones. I don't think I can. I mean, yeah, if you're going to maybe, be like, but I was just going to say, I'm sorry, Kurt. I was just going to say, good. maybe if you're kind of like us, you know, really good, you know, diehard gopher fans, if you're looking at the lens of from a talent perspective, maybe he did have the talent. Yeah, I was but just going to say that. I guess I think that when you're talking about great greats in, in a gopher uniform, I think that you have to add a little more significance to it. Like, 
what did you accomplish in your career? What yeah. did you bring as a gopher here to, to Minnesota rather than, you know, talent's part of it, but there's more to it than just that. And right. I can't say that Bateman made me feel the same way that Tyler Johnson. I, I completely agree with that statement. It, if you want to make the argument, he's one of the most, he's the most talented gopher receiver ever, which a lot of people do. I have a tough time arguing with that, but it, like, as far as like, if you're, you switch the category to like, goal for receivers he's up there but i don't think he really is you know he's not i mean he has a little over two years you know what i mean mm-hmm. might be I, I don't controversial know. i might even put decker over him you know what i That's, mean well i i think i would too just with the i feel like something about decker that gets overlooked by a lot of people is that he was on just terrible terrible teams for the most <laughs> part right. i mean he was the offense decker was the offense and he still right. went out and and got his, but, um, yeah, I mean, and if I sounded too harsh on Bateman, I didn't mean to, I, I'm, you know, last season was great. He's a great player. He's going to be really rich real soon. So best of luck to him. I just hope, like I said, though, that is a concern. Cause I really don't know what information or who he's listening to. Cause I just hope he get, has the right people around him because I don't want him to turn out to be one of those other, I hear those stories, like, look at AP. just had the wrong people around him, telling him to put his money in bad places, basically scamming him and not helping him. Mm-hmm. saying that's the case. I just want him to have the right people around him going forward to make smart decisions because that's a lot of money. He's going to be pretty young with it. So that's all. Yeah. My biggest concern, and again, like, I, whatever he wants to do, it's his decision. I guess my biggest concern is kind of like, it's one thing, to, you know, obviously he's going to be focused on the next level, but the season, I mean, even if he wasn't going to play, like he could still be a leader in other ways too. just be on the sidelines, be around the team. But it kind of feels like he's just like, well, see ya. Like, so now it's, I don't know. I don't want the, the next class, the younger guys to look at that and go, well, if Rashad Bateman could be that good and just leave. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like I want, I want, I want the Tyler Johnson example where like they're willing to come back another year because they're proud to be a gopher and, yeah, I mean, I'm just a dumb fan, but right. that's, how, no, that's no. just how I feel. I think, I think, like I was saying, Max, I think you're exactly right. I think there's significance in that, and that's why I got to put Tyler Johnson at the top there, you know? I agree. Um, yeah, well. You know, can we but, talk about something else just along the line? There's two things, you know. We're just Max about to get to the other bad news, but what what did you want to talk about? Well, do you think, I feel like this year it's one of two things, fellas, and I wanted to get your input on it because I don't really know what it is. Maybe one of three things. Do you think that the reason kind of for this, like you were saying, Kurt, it seems like our offense has in, last year was just flowing naturally. Everyone was getting involved. We weren't too focused on one dynamic of the game, running the ball, throwing it. To, do you think that the reason for this kind of downward trend and don't get me wrong we're we're doing okay on offense but i feel like it's not exactly where it was last year do you think the downward trend is because we're missing tyler johnson or do you think that we really have utilized bateman in a way that i don't think we should i when i say that it seems like we put him in the slot a little too much when i think he should be at the X position, getting the deep ball most of the time, and Ottman Bell maybe should fit in the slot a little more, or maybe it's just Tanner thinking, overthinking things. I don't know, but 
what do you guys think about that? I know it's kind of off topic, but I just thought about that. Like now that Bateman's gone, are we going to kind of have that more natural feel to the offense? Who is obviously going to stare at 20 times a game now? Right, right, exactly. So is it going to be a natural thing or is it, or is it he going to panic in the pocket or what's going to happen here? So answer the question why I think the offense, well, I don't think it was necessarily completely fair to maybe expect the offense to be 100% clicking as well as last year, considering you lost your offensive coordinator. And like we said, Tyler Johnson, one of the gopher greats, um, no doubt. I do think we have the talent there, though. So if I had to guess why the struggle at times with offense, again, we're maybe not talking about this after the right game, because I think they got better, but... um, I would say it's more scheme. I think with how Tanner played last year, I think it's a combination of coaching slash scheme right now. And maybe, you know, part of that is because it's Stanford's first year. Sanford's first year as the offensive coordinator um, or co-offensive coordinator. It just, you know, because we weren't taking a lot of shots down the field. And that, I can't really blame that on, I mean, that's not really on Tanner or anything. And it just seemed like they were so focused on trying to get Bateman the ball because he's such a great talent that, it kind of handcuffed the rest of the offense, I feel. Um, yeah. To answer your question, I would think it's more of a scheme situation at this point. But I think they kind of realized it last game that, hey, you just got to let the guys go out and play. Maybe Tanner is – I mean, Tanner's got a small end in that too. He knows Bateman is, or I guess at this point, was what he was. So he's trying to get him the ball also. But you know, they never made that clear if that was – by design or by Tanner just trying to force it to him. So I'm really, you know, in a weird way, I'm kind of excited to see what the offense does without Bateman. I'm excited to see the young guys get out there more. I'm excited to see, like, it, it's it's weird to say because I'm not expecting us to be, I'm not going to sit here and be delusional and say we're better without Bateman, but I feel like the offense has kind of, I don't know, this expectation lifted off its shoulders and just go out and run what it can run and not right. try and get the ball to it's supposed to. Yeah. Um, I felt a little bit like, I mean, a lot. it seems like majority of the routes Bateman's running to is kind of that RPO route where he started coming across the middle, finding a soft spot in the defense. But I mean, once that's, once the defense figures that out, you kind of have to change it up, right? And I think you kind of said it, Kurt, like we just kind of run what we run. If it works, great. If it doesn't, that's what we go to. <laughs> but... I wish we would have, you know, let Rashad kind of have more, like you said, Spencer, kind of deep routes where he can, you know, let Tanner throw it up there and give your best athlete a shot to make a play instead of kind of trying to have him get open on the play that seems like we run every other play or every third down at least, where he's just kind of cutting across the middle and finding a a soft spot in the zone. But yeah, I wish we would have got a little more creative with some of his routes. I mean, I know we kind of tried the little pot pass sweep, but yeah. Yeah, Too many times. Just, yeah, <laughs> that just didn't work. It seems that sweet. I don't know. Yeah. It just seemed I, like we had such a valuable weapon, but we it was kind of like, yep, that's how we did it last was, year. He was always on the outside last year, and he just always. he took the top off the defense so many times. I just think it was a big mistake to use less of that, to be honest. Right. Yeah. He's such a good deep threat, and it just didn't. Didn't always get used that and way. Honestly, yeah, yeah. It seemed like Tyler Johnson, he did kind of do those slants a lot last year, 
But man, he always caught those balls. He caught those balls on those slams. Except Iowa. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it, it seemed like he kind of got down and dirty with it. And I think that because he was our best receiver last year, I guess that they just filled in that role with Bateman, which Maybe. I don't think that that's kind of the role that Bateman's supposed to have. You know, I don't know. Again, like you said, Kurt, I think that it's it's likely just our new old coordinator just kind of getting his feet wet, and hopefully he learns from this year. I'm yeah, sure he I think will. he'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, we have re- really good talent still. I know maybe outside girlfriends don't necessarily believe that. I'm not saying ever we have another Bateman on the team right now, mm-hmm. but I like you know they like Jackson, and I think you can tell when he's got the ball. I mean, he doesn't look like a freshman when we get him the ball. I don't think no. he catches the ball well and everything. He made a great catch last game. We should have talked about that uh, on the sideline. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, I think Kirk Soraka was a great offensive coordinator. There's a reason Penn yeah. State wanted him. Uh, he demonstrated that against them. Um, yeah, maybe they'll give him back to us after this year. No, I think yeah. our guy will get it figured it out. Get it yeah, figured out. I do too. One last thing. This kind of goes back to the Purdue game too, um, and we've kind of been harping on it. Seems like every episode that when the offense gets too conservative, <clears throat> but that was something that I noticed and it's related to Bateman's kind of role too. It seems like how we've utilized him. There was a third down play where maybe you guys mentioned this, but we checked it down on third down. Like we we're throwing it behind the sticks basically, which is kind of like, Oh like, my what are we gosh. doing here? Like, why are we being that conservative that we're just going to throw a dump off pass that, to try to get a first down late. And then it's kind of like, well, at least we got something, but then you look back at it. So Rashad Bateman running a drag route. Like what your top receiver is just going to be that yeah. or is that the number one look that you're going to run a one yard play and just let them run for it? Like, I know what are we doing? <laughs> no, that's a great point. I mean, I won't dig way back into it, but that was, I mean, we talked about how we did talk about all the final two drives. It was run, 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 punt, and then run, 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 turnover on downs. <laughs> but <laughs> folks, Gophers Badgers canceled yesterday afternoon. Or I guess last night. Um, you know, first time not playing. I think we've played every year since 1907, I believe it was. 113 years, yep. Just devastating news. Um, you know, a lot of Gopher fans made the joke, and understandably why. Well, at least we don't get a butt kick now. But with something with this much tradition, and honestly, the series is this that close in wins-losses. Like, one more loss for either side. It's not that important compared to as long as the tradition of it keeps going. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care. I do not feel good about not playing Wisconsin. A lot of jokes being made that we kept, we finally were able to keep Wisconsin out of the Big Ten championship game, which is funny, And I, but I'd feel better about it if we actually played them, obviously. I just, it. I was really bummed out by that news. I still am bummed out by yeah. this news. They have to find a way to make this game happen. Um, and the axe is, I think not even outside big 10 country. I think a lot of teams and fans of college football will admit that the axe is the best trophy probably played for in, in college football. We have three great ones and this one might be number one. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just bummed out. I really hope, you know, Coyle said he's open to scheduling it, uh, during that crossover week, if the big 10 would allow it. Uh, Wisconsin has shown interest in trying to make the game happen still. 
So we'll see. I, I would love to see this happen rather than us. I mean, let's be honest. At this point with how the season's trending, our most likely matchup at the end of the season would be probably either Penn State, Rutgers, or Sparty. I mean, I'd rather play Wisconsin over any three of those, even though we might, we'll probably lose, but I'd rather have the ax get played for than, you know, see that matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, it's just disappointing. Um, so it looks like it's got probably going to be uh, up to Kevin Warren, which makes me nervous <laughs> to make the right call about what's going to happen with that game. But uh, yeah, sorry, I kind of took all the points there, but anything you guys wanted to add about the disappointment? Yeah, I mean, it's a bummer, and it kind of goes back to just what a mess the season's been. I mean, the fact that they couldn't like plan in some buffer weeks, like this is kind of why you need that. Um, it, yeah, it's disappointing that it had to be this game and not any other game, that it had to be the big one. Yeah. Um, if you're Kevin Warren, I don't know if you know just the tradition behind this game. This is the longest living rivalry in college football. Um It means a lot, I mean, to both sides, I think. I think it means a lot to the Big Ten. Um, I know, obviously, in recent memory, you know, the Gophers really haven't had much hope in it. But, I mean, we've been leading this rivalry since since then. You know what I mean? We have dominated it until recently when I think Wisconsin tied it up. Barry Alvarez changed everything for them. Yeah, he really did. Um, I mean, people People know that's one thing. While we're talking about Wisconsin, might as well talk about them since the game might not happen. People right. forget that Wisconsin was kind of, I don't say a crap program, but they were nothing until Barry Alvarez got there in the 90s, just really turned them around. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I got to give credit to them. They've been, you know, they've been pretty good ever since. Um, they've caught up in, like, steps at a time. I mean, they, they were on the longest win streak of the Axe. Um, ever until we finally beat them under PJ at their place. Uh, so PJ remains undefeated at at Camp Randall, one and zero. Just they yeah. got to find a way. Um, I'm with you, Kurt. Too. I hope that Warren makes this game happen. You yeah. Know, um, these meaningless crossover. I I guess I don't want to say, but they are. In retrospect, they are pretty much meaningless, especially if. We're missing a game in the West, you know, against a team that is actually so meaningful. You know what I mean? Compared to a team we're going to play in the West, this means so much more. Yeah. Kind of what we were touching on, Kurt. I wouldn't be opposed if the Gophers or the Badgers said, hey, we're just playing an exhibition game. We're we're going after it. Um, I don't know how that works. And you mentioned too, Kurt. Um, maybe we'll get invited to a bowl game, each each one of us, to just play for the bowl and play for the axe. That would be exciting. That'd be that would be awesome. It would be. I mean, because with all these bowl games, we don't know what's really going on with the bowls. There's no set wins this year needed to qualify for a bowl. If I'm a lower-tier bowl and Wisconsin and Minnesota do not get to play, I'm calling them both up right away. If I'm trying to make it in, and like the only way I'm going to make money is through the TV this year, I'm hitting both of them up like, hey, we know it's Big Ten versus Big Ten, but this game didn't happen. It's a ton of tradition. It's like the best college football trophy there is. Um, Yeah, I'd rather see, I think it's a better TV draw, Minnesota versus Wisconsin, than say the Badgers taking on a one-loss Cincinnati team or something like that, whatever bowl that might be in. Now, if the Badgers want to turn, I mean, I don't know if the Badgers want to take 
a lower bowl that they would have to probably take to like play against us. You know, I don't know how it's all going to work this year, to be honest, but yeah, I, I don't know why they couldn't quick squeeze in a game after the season, but the bowl games probably happened pretty quick after championship week this year. So I guess that's one thing to consider, but I don't know. I don't know what's yeah. going to happen. I'm not a Badger fan by any means, but I'd like to think if I was, I would want this game more than most, you know, I, yeah, regardless I of do. how dominant you've been against us in recent memory, yeah. um, it means a lot, you know, that, that acts means, it means a lot, you know? So yeah, I, I would hope that they'd sign off on that as well, regardless of how we would play. It would, it would bring the seat for me at this point, win or lose, it would, it would make the season a lot much better for me to see them play at the end of the year somehow. Um, and maybe this is, I mean, it's definitely a prideful thing, but I just, I don't want to see the streak die. I don't want the streak to end. Not yeah, like this. It's tradition. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're never going to get that streak back with everyone you fall behind. Oh, no, we'll be like, long gone. We'll, yeah. We're in the hundred some like, years, but everyone there's like other teams are like, Seven yeah. games behind what, tops. What's like the tradition turn to a hundred years from now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Who knows? But I yeah. think you're exactly right, Kurt. The streak is too important. You got to make it happen somehow, some way. But what next? if we play for the X in hockey? No, it doesn't yeah. count. Unfortunately, <laughs> I like our odds though. There. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, I'm I don't kidding. know if we'd win it in basketball this year. Maybe. I, I have no idea. I never know when the go for basketball team's going to be good. I know we're supposed to be decent this year, but again, the Big Ten's supposed to be good. Yeah, um, Big Ten. Yeah, we'll see. Guys, there's there's a lot of news, actually, to get to today. Um, and I never like giving this one too much attention, but it's unfortunate because this one actually matters. The college football rankings were released. Uh, number one, Alabama. I don't think you're going to get much argument, if any, from there. I think they... Very deservedly have that spot. Number two, Notre Dame. I I agree with it right now. Notre Dame, number two. Number three, you have Clemson. That's a joke to me. Uh, Ohio State's number four. You got the Aggies at five. And you have Florida at number six. Cincinnati is seven. Northwestern, eight. Georgia, number nine. And the University of Miami, number 10. Okay. Um, I just have... I know part of this thing is to just get us talking about it. I mean, it creates buzz, but at some point this is like, this is going to cause serious implications. I don't think a team got screwed harder. Maybe BYU, but Ohio state, I don't see how they get higher than the three seed now going forward. I really don't. Yeah. How do you, how do you Clemson has their, what's Clemson's best win of the year? A six point win over what Boston college. Yeah. They didn't have Trevor, but come on. I guess and then, Miami. I, I guess know. they yeah they pounded Miami, which should Miami be ten? I don't think so, but hey, it is it is what it is. I feel like all these teams stuffed into the cert, certain these ranking spots in the top twenty five. They all serve a purpose just to boost up a team that's up higher than they should be. Now, granted, Georgia. now gr- exactly Georgia's best win of the year is. Auburn. So where where does that put Auburn? Oh, they're number twenty. What is it? Twenty one or something like twenty two. Just ridiculous. Auburn's beaten nobody. They suck. And they've looked really bad. That's the thing. It's like two of their wins got handed to them by the refs. Two of their wins. That's what I'm so sick of. Should have lost to Ole Miss. And then when it should hurt hurt them, it just it disappears. 
from the conversation entirely. Ohio State has dominated everybody except Indiana, who's a good team. A good team this year. And look at the stats in, in that Indiana game. I mean, and I'm not saying Indiana didn't deserve to be that close, but Ohio State made its mistakes. Fields had three turnovers. They held Indiana to five yards rushing, I believe it was. Or was it net? But no, all ESPN is talking about how 400-some yards they gave up pass yards passing. Clemson has shown zero ability care if it was in triple overtime. You lost. And you're ahead of Ohio State. Why? Because you played more games against absolute crap teams. If you're looking at the whole picture, there's no reason to have Clemson where they are and Florida. Your two biggest games of the year. Your defense got absolutely shredded. Like Danny Cannell said, is that offense worthy of a top 10 ranking? Hell, it's been your limitation for most of the And then your two biggest games, your defense couldn't keep you in the game. I, it makes no sense. And then you have BYU. Talk about the left. Everybody they've played and they come in at 16, I think it is. You have got to be F. No matter, but then you go and look at their rankings and clearly they do because there's no other reason they are in the stupid ass ranking. It's ridiculous. Why is Georgia number nine? They're number third of. It makes no sense. What are your guys' thoughts? <laughs> Kurt, I don't think I can top that. Um, um, gosh, that's that's tough. You know, uh, I do think that one through four is right. I don't know if I'd necessarily make it in the right order, though. Um, I think Ohio State's number two in the nation, fellas. I really do. That whole Clem, he, here's, here's my wrinkle that I'm more focused on. I'm focused on this one through four. Clemson and Notre Dame, I think this is just them. I think this is the committee being the committee saying, hey, Clemson, beat Notre Dame in the championship. Then we'll think about you, right? So say Notre Dame goes undefeated and that happens. Do they drop out of the top four? Who, who, repla- who replaces them? Oh, A&M. A&M. Got the best spot possible. A&M is sitting perfect. If you're A&M, you got to be thrilled. Because you have Alabama sitting number one. Florida's right behind you and could jump you temporarily. But they're going to have to play Bama in the SEC championship game. And they're going to lose more than likely. We don't know. Maybe Florida wins. But if you're an A&M, that's your best bet. Florida losing to Alabama convincingly like you did. You have the head-to-head against Florida. So you're ahead of Florida. Then A&M, if Clemson picks up a second loss, A&M's in for sure. I mean, A&M plays nobody the rest of the year, and they don't have to go to the SEC championship game. Yeah. So Texas A&M what just about gets Notre Dame, there. though? If they lose to Clemson, do they stay in the top four, or does A&M bounce them? It, I think it all depends on how that game, how it looks competitively. If Trevor Lawrence comes back and Clemson just absolutely throttles him, then they're out. If it's another close game, but Clemson wins this time, maybe they're both in. Maybe. But, I mean, I wouldn't have much faith in that if, like, with how they've ranked the SEC teams. Clearly, they think the SEC, for some reason, is still superior this year when the, the SEC West is, it's not even fair to call it a shell of itself because it's non-existent this year. It is Alabama and everybody else. Yeah. Um, the rest of the rankings, to me, along with that, it's just <laughs> kind of just pathetic. I don't know. Just. It just, to me, it just, they kind of just throw teams in there. It doesn't really matter to them, I guess. Definitely do. I just, I just don't, I don't know. I don't really know what it is. I don't, I I, I don't, I'm kind of speechless. What do they do with these Pac-12 teams that are undefeated? Like the Oregon has a chance, I think, to climb. 
three and zero USC. Although get a chance to climb. USC's games have been real close, so can't really say much about that. But what's going to happen with that? If they go in the Pac-12 championship, they're north and south. They're both undefeated. One of them wins. Do they get a shot? Do they become number five or number six? Or are they just SOL? I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of what I look at with these these rankings here. Um, you're right. Um, I did think Georgia was something until I, I've seen <laughs> Them just get like you said, dookied on. Um, gosh, just kind of pathetic. Northwestern well, at eight. Um, I guess I can't fight that. They've been five and zero. Oh, I guess. Um, I don't have a problem with their ranking, but yeah. Miami beat nobody. Got absolutely yeah. destroyed by Clemson. <laughs> just so done with this. And then listen, when you're when you're nitpicking, I say nitpicking because it's like I feel like if you attack the whole rankings, like I attacked Auburn. Um, for being ranked, I feel like you should have to have to come up with a team to replace that. And I do. I would replace them with either I, you could put Liberty. I think Liberty has a good chance to beat Auburn this year. Liberty's not ranked according to the college football playoff. And what has Auburn done to be ranked? You have to be kidding me right started now. started at like number 10. Exactly. That's the only reason. It's brand recognition and where you started. It's like, oh, well, you are five and two now. Beat absolutely nobody, but there you go. And everyone's forgiven, rightfully so, I believe. But Alabama's in that shootout close game with Ole Miss. Notre Dame beat Boston College, was it? No, sorry, Louisville. They beat Louisville by, was it 12 to 6 or 13 to 6? A terrible Louisville team. Clemson has a loss and a close win against a so so Boston College team. Ohio State's undefeated. They had a close game against. At the time, a top 10 team. I don't understand. Indiana should be higher than 12, and Ohio State should be three, if not two. Yeah, it's hard to find the consistency and like how they ranked them. Like if you, if, you, if you have Clemson ahead of Ohio State, then once you have Texas A&M ahead of Ohio State, because Texas A&M only lost to Alabama, and they beat Florida, so they have a better win than Ohio State. Yeah, It's like it's hard to find, like, okay, well, I, I disagree, but they're at least doing it consistently, or they're following whatever... You know criteria, how, but they don't. <laughs> how is Clemson? And that's why that's I gotta think that's why Miami's bolstered at number ten to give them some logic is to have oh Clemson beat a top ten team, Ohio State's wins over the number twelve team, so it's not as good. Like what? What? And go back to that Clemson Notre Dame game, people. Quarterback wasn't necessarily a problem. I'm not saying they don't win if Trevor Lawrence plays, but they did not run the football and they couldn't stop Notre Dame. So, ugh, just stupid. Notre Dame ran the football on Clemson. You have to be able to stop the run in today's game and age of college football because almost everybody can throw the football now, right? I mean, you're seeing all these quarterbacks stand out with all these numbers, and every year, kind of like the NFL, it's getting offense friendlier and friendlier. The quarterbacks keep doing better and better and better as you go through college football. So you got to be able to make an offense one-dimensional. Clemson has not shown that ability yet, and it showed against Notre Dame. Notre Dame did do that to Clemson. They took away their own game. They won the game. So if, I'm not going to fight you too hard on having Notre Dame number two, but uh, to have Clemson ahead of Ohio State is just insane. And Texas A&M got a free ride. They beat, I think Florida is a good team. I think if Florida A&M play next week, Florida beats them. Um, they lost head to head, and I, I respect that. I'm not saying the rankings should, should have Florida have A&M, but they just benefited so much from having to play they split their tough games. They're only two tough games of the season in Bama and Florida. They went one and one, and now they just get to chill until the end and hope to get in. 
I also don't get the huge spread between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. It seems like their records are like the teams they've played and the losses that they have are pretty close. Oh, Oklahoma did just crush them. <laughs> right, but to be Oklahoma already back up at 11 and Oklahoma State at 23. Yeah, Oklahoma I don't think should be that high yet. They are right. playing a lot better now. But I mean Oklahoma's ahead of Indiana now. Right. Why? 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 Indiana, according to the playoff committee, has beat everyone they should, went to number four, and lost by a touchdown. But the chance to win the game at the end. They got the ball back twice with a chance to tie the game. It makes no sense. This committee is full of crap. SEC bias is always there. I'm sorry. You say there's no SEC bias. Not you guys, but, you know. ESPN claims there's no SEC bias, but I don't get how you get that from this freaking poll. It's just ridiculous. Cincinnati has the best chance, but they need, I mean, A&M's not losing. You need Notre Dame and Clemson to probably lose. You need Ohio State to lose. Cincinnati needs a ton of help. They're not getting in. Basically said, no, thanks, Power 5. Out of all the teams to get, out of all the years to get a a non-Power 5 team in the college football playoff, the committee said, no, thanks. We would like to generate revenue and adios. I'm not saying a situation plays out where those teams shouldn't be the teams in. I'm just saying to have them ranked where they are right now is just ridiculous. Yeah, it kind of goes back to, like, why are we even doing this now? Just, just stick with the AP poll that means nothing and then rank them before championship weeks. Like, if Oregon wins out, if all these things hold, Oregon wins out, say they win convincingly their Pac-12 champs, Ohio State wins out, Clemson and Notre Dame go to triple overtime with Trevor Lawrence's back and this time Clemson wins. A&M finishes with one loss. Bama beats Florida in a decently close game in the SEC championship game. How high is Oregon actually going to get? You're just done? Is Ohio State right. out? Is Notre Dame out? Like, I don't... It, they just set themselves up where it's like, oh, there's really not that many teams that can get in now unless chaos happens. Right. But you could. It feels like they, that's why they put BYU so low because they only play one more game and they're not going to jump into the top four with that one win. So they, they have like to they just, try they just, schedule more games now. BYU's going to have right. to play like 12 games. Yeah, it just feels like they just slid them down towards the middle just to be like, let's just give everyone else a shot here to play for something when we know BYU is basically like, we're not going to, we don't think they've earned it to this point, so we're just not even going to toy with them. I don't know. Which they have crushed everyone. I know they haven't played much. They played Boise State. I mean, but they've yeah. manhandled everyone. I know. They had that one decently close game. Was it Houston? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they they ended up blowing up, or ended up winning by 13. Sorry, 17. And everyone, but I mean, obviously it's a weak schedule, but like, okay, Clemson's played Wake Forest, the Citadel, Virginia, Georgia Tech, Syracuse. I know. College. Like, like yeah. was ranked at the time. They went to Boise during. During the week game, it was either a Friday or Thursday. I can't remember which one. And they just destroyed them. Granted, Boise, yes, had a backup quarterback in, but it was 51-17. to I don't know. Other next game is not till December 12th. BYU deserved better than 14, considering the teams ahead of them. Ah, uh, man. I ranted, but didn't think I was going to. But that was just stupid. I think it's a stupid ranking for you guys. Spring back to BCS system. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not to that point. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. I I just, but I mean, man, at least the BCS system would give like these teams a chance. Remember when like Rutgers and like South Florida were all ranked towards the top? Yeah. I mean, wow, just the Georgia at nine that is laughable. 
It's actually just, it's sad. I mean, that's really sad. Kind of like a slap in the face to, like, all of college football fans. Because they're just saying, like, you don't know what you're seeing. Like, what? No, that's not, it's not a number nine team. That's not a top ten team in the country. You can't have two losses at this point in the season. They lost by 17 to Alabama. And Alabama, that game could have been worse. And with the Florida game, they lost by, let's see, 16. That game didn't feel that close either, to be honest. Then so two weeks later, after their loss to Florida, congrats, you beat a two and five Mississippi State team by seven. Who had been struggling to score points. You're supposed to have the best defense in the country, and they just put up 24. You won 31-24. They beat Kentucky 14 to three, who Bama just put up what 60 points on. Yeah. You are not in the same stratosphere. And I I think if you're if I'm being honest, if I look at the rings, I think Bama's a few steps out of everyone right now, even those teams in the top four. I think the best two teams the country right now are alabama ohio state and i think alabama is a couple steps ahead of time uh talk actually i can talk i was reading a text i just got asking what time i'm gonna be at thanksgiving anyway alabama is a couple steps ahead of ohio state even at this point but ohio state's you know early on um indiana's a good team so we'll see that's just got time to fix some of that defensive stuff but alabama hasn't they played georgia and they just absolutely obliterated them who knows how good Alabama is when you like look at who they've played. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do we get to our pickums? Let's do it. Um, last week we all went two and three, which was not the best performance of any of us, especially no. me, since I need a lot of help here. Um, so the rankings stay the same. Kurt's in first, twenty-two, fourteen, and one. Spencer's twenty-two, sixteen, and one. Sam is seventeen, fourteen, and one, and I'm sixteen, twenty, and one. Sam did text me his picks, so we will have um, all of our picks in this week, even though he couldn't make it. But the first game is... Hey, who's the worst goal for... Who's got worse loyalty, Rashad Bateman or Sam Pop? It's still up in the air. <laughs> I'd go Bateman. Me too. <laughs> um. All right, let's see. Sorry, pulling this up. Okay, first game is a pick an actual pick Iowa State is at Texas. Uh, it's an even zero-point spread. Oof. It's just kind of a tricky one, but I'm just going to take Texas. I feel like they've kind of been on a roll. Iowa State, yeah. I think, is a little bit overrated. And they just dominated Kansas State, though. They yeah. did. I don't know. Iowa Damn. State just seems... I don't know. This is a gut reaction. I'm going to take Texas. It's tough. <laughs> Iowa State has looked all right. Um, that family that had went there, they're all about Iowa State. But I don't know. I just have a good feeling about the burnt orange. Uh, I'm going to go with Texas. Man, Pickums, huh? Pickums. Texas has been in a close game with absolutely everybody, it feels like. Of course, not UTEP. They beat them by 56. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, oh, my gosh, look at the rest of their games, though. They beat Texas Tech by touchdown. They lost to TCU by two. Lost to OU by eight. Beat Baylor by nine. Beat Oklahoma State by seven. Beat West Virginia by four. Didn't play Kansas. They avoided a trap game there. Um, <laughs> who do I think's gonna win between Iowa State and Texas? And I'm Tom Herman. This is a must-win to save your job. <sighs> Shoot, this is tough. I think Texas is gonna do it though. I'll go Texas. All right, Texas across the board. That's who Sam had as well. Uh, next game is Nebraska at Iowa. Oh. Iowa 
is a 13 and a half point spread. Oh, that's and a good one. That's I'm going to take Iowa because I think it's going to be close, but I think they could win by two touchdowns. I think they're just going to pound them. Yeah, I got to go with you, Max. Uh, I think that I was going to take it. They're at home. I mean, Nebraska's shown a little promise, I guess, as of late, but I just think they'll they'll be able to do their thing. I mean, I think the last, if I'm not mistaken, and I could very well be, but haven't the last two games, last year's was, I think it was either a year or two before that, so maybe two of the last three, I think Iowa's had to kick a game-winning field goal as the, the time's expired, as the time has expired. Um, been a close, 13 and a half, though. Iowa just handled Penn State. Penn, and uh, Nebraska just didn't show up at all to Illinois. Not sure what's going on there. Were they really looking ahead of them? They really shouldn't have been. They're not that good. Um, <laughs> and I, I just can't trust Nebraska. So, yeah, I'll go Iowa. We've got Iowa. Sam is taking Nebraska as the underdog to cover. Yeah. We'll see. They played them tough. So, we'll see. Yeah. Two touchdowns a lot for a rivalry. So It is. Remember when uh, Martinez was supposed to be a Heisman candidate? Yeah. Uh, well, Scott Frost just came out and said that Luke McCaffrey's the quarterback of the future. I think that's a little worrisome considering he doesn't show much ability to throw the football. That is a problem. <laughs> uh, third I've heard, game, that, I've heard that's important. A little bit. But look at some of our quarterbacks. It's true. Oh, Mitchie Leidner, the bulldozer yeah. with its average arm. <laughs> The sad part is I would take him 10 out of 10 times over Connor Rota. Like, my, yeah, brain, oh my brain blocks Skip out that Connor Rota was a real football player. He graduated and came back and then it's like, oh, man. Terrible. All right. Love you, Connor. <laughs> uh, third game is Maryland at Indiana. I think Maryland's kind of surprised people this year with the way that they've kind of been able to surprise a couple teams. Uh, Indiana's coming off a tough loss. Indiana's 11.5-point favorite. I just feel like they're too good for the Terps. I think Indiana can do it. I think they can win by maybe three touchdowns. Is Maryland going to play? They just missed last week, didn't they? Uh, two That's weeks ago. That's two weeks ago, I think. They're still, oh. They should be playing. Okay. Uh, you're right. I mistakenly had the uh, Maryland-Ohio State game last week. That was two weeks ago. I'll go... <sighs> I think Penn State's really bad, but that was a close game with Indiana, huh? 11 and a half? 11 and a half. Why not? We'll go Maryland. Against Penn State? Against Indiana. Maryland against Indiana? You got Maryland, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah I'm already second-guessing that pick, but I made it. Just stay with it. <laughs> what's, the, what's the spread? I'm sorry. Indiana's an 11 and a half point favorite. Ooh, it's not a bad pick. I'm going to go opposite. I'll go Indiana. Maybe they can squeak out 13 points. Yeah, and their defense actually came up with some stops against Ohio State. I'm kind of, no, keep it, though. Keep it. Not changing. <laughs> Not changing. One with my gut. Kurt is the lone Maryland pick. Sam's taking Indiana as well. See if Kurt can prove that he is the top guy here. Uh, the next one, a couple uh, low-lifers in the Big Ten. Penn State, it goes to Ann Arbor. Michigan is a two-point favorite. <laughs> oh, I got Michigan easy. Is Penn State really that bad? They don't have it right now. They are a second half team, but and I don't think Michigan's great this year at all. Still ticked at what a wasted year was. I mean, essentially, we lost to Michigan's backup quarterback, and they're terrible this year. Um, I do think they found their starting quarterback, though. He looked pretty solid. 
And that's why I like Michigan. I like Michigan by a touchdown. I took Ooh. Penn State here. I think it's going to be close. I'm just going to take the two points. It's at Michigan? Yep. I'm going to go with blue. I got Michigan win. If it was at Penn State, I might have to go otherwise, but I'll go with the Wolverines. Yeah, those are those are two uglies right now. But we can't really talk. <laughs> we've won. <laughs> it's Michigan, but we've won other games. Yeah. Uh, um, next, a little bit bigger of a spread. A couple of things we've talked about already. Auburn goes to Alabama. Alabama is a 25-point favorite, and I think they cover that easily. The only thing Alabama. that makes me hesitate is no Saban rivalry no game. Malzahn does do – it's like every other year thing with Malzahn and Bama, it feels like. But 25 points? That's a lot. Bo Nix sucks. Huh. Yeah, I'll go I'll go Alabama. Bo Nix. Is he really not doing too well? Yeah, they're all up in arms about him. 25 points. You know what? I got to say that Auburn That's a lot can of cover. Points. I got to yeah. say Auburn can cover. You know, the that Iron Bowl. That is a Bowl. lot of points. Um, no, they're not going to win, but I got to Auburn covers. Where is that one? Is that at Auburn this year? It's at Alabama. Okay. <laughs> and that is a lot of points. Sam also I just, took Auburn. I, I went the other way last week. Because I that was a lot of points pick against Indiana. It all depends on how. I really don't think Auburn's that good though. Staying with Alabama, I think they win by twenty six. <laughs> yeah, it's more a knock just on Auburn and Mac Jones yeah. has been phenomenal. Yeah, he's disappeared from like recent Heisman talks, and I really don't understand why. It's all Kyle Trask yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, and I think Kyle Trask. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's good. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like he really force feeds the tight end. A pits, right. but we'll see. Uh, then the last game I got is the Egg Bowl, Mississippi State at Ole Ooh. Miss. Ole Miss is a nine and a half point favorite. I'll um, take Ole Miss, and I'm going to take the Rebels here. Yeah, me too. As much as I would love to see Mississippi State beat them, two great personalities coaching against each yeah. other. But is this on Thanksgiving still? Uh, I think this is on. I forget already. A lot of these games are on Friday. I know. Nebraska and Iowa play Friday. Uh, this is on Saturday. Oh, dang. They used to play this sometimes. I thought this used to be sometimes a Thanksgiving game, but maybe I'm wrong. I think they did last year. Because last year, yeah. wasn't that the dog peeing celebration? Oh, it might have been. Old Miss? <laughs> might have been. Oh, man. I'd like to see that again. Something like that. <laughs> Mike Leach is like doing some obscene gesture. <laughs> yeah. You know what's a great game that we lost in all this conference realignment is A&M and Texas used to play every Thanksgiving. Yeah, that was a great game. Yeah. I don't know why they got rid of that. I mean, A&M switched conferences, but... Yeah, but still. You yeah, know? you would think they would try and schedule each other every year. Right. I don't know. Probably just different now when it comes to like trying to agree on money and TV pricing and all that, but it is what it is. Well, is that it? That's all I've got. All right. This has been another episode of Sky U Pod. Um, you know, we're bummed out there's no go for a game. But life moves on. We hope that they'll make this happen somehow. I wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. And hope you all get to spend some time with friends or family or both. And, uh, yeah, we wish you well. Go Gophers.